13 Xehanorts? 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 Welcome to 13 Xehanorts, the podcast where we talk about the video game franchise Kingdom Hearts and try to make sense of everything. In this episode, we are going to be talking about Riku in the first game, Kingdom Hearts, and, uh, oh god. Do you god. want to introduce yourself? I, wait, yes, I do want to introduce <laughs> myself. Um, I am Quinn Milton. Uh, and I am Penny Weber. And we are your hosts. Yeah, so last episode we talked um, kind of narratively through Sora's character and his development in the first Kingdom Hearts game. Um, we're going to be doing kind of a similar thing where we go through um, what happens to Riku, as because you're not playing him, you sort of get these like snippets of um, what's going on with him mm-hmm. when you're not interacting with him. But we also are probably going to talk about some of the scenes that we talked about last time, um, in a new context once we know what's going on with him. Yeah, uh, and we'll get into some spe- some specifics there. Um, I like, I feel the need to disclose something, <laughs> uh, which is that, um, like, Riku was one of my first fictional crushes ever, and by that, I, I mean I wanted to be him. Right, that's what, um, that's what a fictional crush is, right? It's yeah, like, it's, yeah. Uh, you, know, you wanted to want to be this dude. Yeah. Because, um, like, he's so... Uh, cool and confident and collected. Um, morally gray. Morally gray. <laughs> very sil- gay. Very gay. Has silver <laughs> hair. You know, all the good things. Uh, has that, like, edginess to him because he's into the darkness. Um, but when he's introduced to you, um, he is, again, a year older than Sora and is a good fighter. He's confident. Um, he... Uh, is, I don't know, he's just, like, a cool dude, basically. Yeah, there's a bit, um, in a later game, this is not a spoiler, but it's just kind of illuminating for character stuff, where, uh, Sora says, I always just thought you were better at everything than me, to Riku, and Riku goes, yeah, I kind of figured that, too. (laughs) (laughs) Which gives you an interesting, uh, perspective on their dynamic in the beginning of the game, and is also kind of heartbreaking for how their story progresses. Yeah, um, in the opening cinematics to this game, um, we see Riku in the water on Destiny Island, and there's a big, his back is to us, and there's this big tidal wave roving Mm up, uh, coming up behind him, and he turns around and offers his hand to you, Sora, even though there's this fucking tidal wave coming behind him, and he just, like, is fearless in the face of this oncoming disaster and is sort of offering his hand to you is like wants you to join him in this kind of like scary new thing which is reiterated later uh, at the end of our time at Destiny Islands. Right. Um, And yeah so like we talked about last episode you kind of have this opening where the two of you are racing and you're like kind of competing to to share a powpoo fruit with Kyrie, but also kind kind of of not. not. Um, And you have this whole rivalry thing, and then when Destiny Islands is being destroyed, um, you actually find Riku in sort of the collapsing world. um, Like, underneath this giant void ball of darkness. And he is clearly, like, about to be swallowed up by it. Um, And he's in the exact same position as the opening where the water, where his back is facing towards you, and he turns around, uh, and he says... The door is open. What? The door is open, Sora. Now we can go to the outside world. What are you talking about? We gotta find Kyrie. Kyrie's coming with us. Once we step through, we might not be able to come back. We may never see our parents again. There's no turning back. But this may be our only chance. We can't let fear stop us. I'm not afraid of the darkness. 
And turns around and offers his hand, just like in the cinematic, and is right. inviting Sora to come with him into the darkness. Yeah, and, and it is very much like, um, as he says, I don't fear the darkness, and um, he wants Sora to, like, stand with him against it, um, whereas Sora is like, we gotta run. Um, yeah. And I think that that's an interesting dynamic... Um, and sort of establishes, like, Riku is willing to be swallowed up by the darkness because he is so certain that he can resist it, whereas Sora is like, what are you doing? We have to get out of here. Yeah, Riku is certain that even if it's difficult, even if he can never return to his home, he wants to step into the new world through the darkness, and is equally sure that Sora and Kairi will come with him. Yeah. Uh, which they don't. Poor, poor boy. Uh, <laughs> uh, Sora does try and reach for his hand, um, and you have the sort of classic, like, two people reaching for each other's hands, but being torn away at the last yeah. second. And, and um, like, as they're not both... reaching that hard No, Riku's either. just kind of, like, lazily holding out his hand, and Sora is trying desperately to grab it. Um, but, you know, he's, he's too cool to try, I yeah. guess. Um, so they're, they're torn apart, like, away from each other. They're both by the darkness. the darkness. Um, and Sora, as we talked about last time, ends up in Traverse Town. And the reason that he's not totally obliterated is because he has some sort of guiding light, which is, you know, speaking these things to him in his heart right. chamber place. Uh, and, you know, it's it's his keyblade that basically preserves him and allows him to go to Traverse Town. Right. But for Riku, there is uh, something else that uh, allows him to go to other worlds and not be totally, totally obliterated. Um, it is implied that Riku goes into the darkness, and in the darkness, he probably meets Ansem, Seeker of Darkness. Yeah, it's... So, okay, so, um, I believe we discussed last time the little, like, cave that is the secret place, um, on Destiny Island, um, and in this cave there are these cave drawings of Sora and Kairi, and... Um, we talked a bit about that last time, but there's also... A giant fucking door. A giant fucking door. And... When do we see the figure? Um, it, during the... I think the second day on Destiny Islands, Sora goes into the room to gather mushrooms. Yes, you need mushrooms, you for, need your mushrooms for your journey. It's um, fine. And sees the door, and there's this figure in a brown cloak... Yes. Uh, and that's Ansem's Seeker of Darkness. Uh, he says, one, <laughs> one who knows nothing can understand nothing. nothing. It's very clearly, like, his whole, like, scientific sort of approach to the darkness. It's, it's clearly, um, yeah. So he's on Destiny Island. He vanishes yeah. after Sora sees him. He's the um, one who opens the keyhole right. and destroys, destroys the, world. the world. But it is implied that he then kind of latches onto Riku, um, in order to... Yeah. Yeah. Um, we see very little of this brown hooded figure in the entire rest of the game, but at a later point, Riku is talking to kind of a floating image of Ansem Seeker of Darkness, and the back and forth that they have makes it clear that they've talked before. Like, yeah. Ansem is this figure who has been guiding Riku kind of in the background. Right. Right. And, um, so last episode we mistakenly said that the first time you see Riku is on, uh, is inside Monstro. Right. But actually, you see him and talk to him when you go back to Traverse Town for the second time. Right. So this is after you've been through several Disney worlds, you've, um, kind of bonded with Donald and Goofy, um... And you find Riku in Traverse Town, um, and he is, like, very, like, sort of, he's, he seems fine. Like, he seems fine. He's, like, happy to see you. Um, Sora, like, runs up to him and, like, messes with his face and is, like, super happy to see him. Is, like, um, is it, like, please tell me this isn't a dream. Right, yeah. He, he's, like, it's not a dream this time, right? Yeah. Which is, like, mm. all right. <laughs> yeah. uh, he like looks him up and down. There's a whole, there's a whole sort of happy reunion type deal. Um, Riku, uh, a is kind of still like does sort of jab Sora a little bit about his new friends um, and about 
the Keyblade, like, every time he talks about the Keyblade, it's very, like, with your new Keyblade, like, yeah. And he actually takes the Keyblade from Sora. Right. But Sora, like, doesn't notice him doing it, so I think he just kind of grabs it, but it's also possible that he, like, summons it in his hand. Right. We definitely, obviously, see him summon it very dramatically later. Um, the, the fact that he can touch it at all is pretty crazy. Yeah. Um, and Uh, so Sora is like, come with us on our ship, and Donald says, no, he can't come. And while they're, like, arguing about it, um, Riku vanishes. And Uh, we see him. Yeah, well, before that, Riku was also, like, surprised that Kairi wasn't with Sora. Oh, yes. And Sora was surprised that Kairi wasn't with Riku. Riku, right. Um, And so, like, that's kind of, this is kind of the beginning of where we see Riku resenting Sora for not trying harder to find Kairi. We and see for him having these yeah, new friends. Right. He vanishes from Traverse Town, and we see him in this sort of dark space with Maleficent. Our good friend, Maleficent. And Maleficent is like very, very much manipulating him. She's mm-hmm. like, see, like, it's just like I told you, like, he doesn't care about you anymore. He's got these new friends and these new powers. And you're the only one who cares about Kyrie, and you're the only one who's gonna be able to save her. Yeah. Um, Maleficent has taken on a, uh, evil motherly role for yeah. Riku, and is, like, manipulating him. Right. She even describes him as being, like, her son, to which he is very skeptical. Um, he's like, smartly. Mm, I don't trust you, which is good. Good boy. Mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> Um, however, he does work with her and with the other Disney villains, um, because they say that if he helps them, uh, gather the rest of the other princesses, they will give him Kyrie. Yeah. Um, they're they, helping they him will, find they and will find, yeah, they will save find. Kyrie, supposedly. Mm-hmm. So, Riku, um, his first real involvement is in Aladdin's world when he steals Jasmine away during the fight with Jafar uh, and kidnaps her. And he comes back to the sort of, like, dark round table of villains and is like, okay, I did this for you. What are you going to do for me? Maleficent says, okay, we know where Kyrie is, so we're going to, like, give her to you Mm -hmm. and help you. And this is the part where Riku is very skeptical that this clearly evil lady is, um, helping him. Right, he um, says, what's the catch? And she's like, oh, no, no, no catch. Yeah, um, you're, you're like a son to you're me. You're like a son to me. He's like, I really doubt that. Yeah. <laughs> but she has still successfully, um, turned his mind against Sora, um, and she has also, at points that we have not seen, insinuated and made Riku believe that he is actually the Keyblade Master, not Sora. Right. Um, and this is something that Riku, even before he was sort of contacted by Ansem and by the Darkness, was very sure that he had a greater destiny. Mm -hmm. Um, there's a scene at the beginning where he's talking to Kyrie and Sora, um, and Kyrie's like, what are you gonna do when you get to, get to other worlds? And he says, Hmm. Well, I, I haven't really thought about it. It's just, I've always wondered why we're here, on this island. If there are any other worlds out there, why did we end up on this one? And suppose there are other worlds. Then ours is just a little piece of something much greater. So, we could have just as easily ended up somewhere else, right? I don't know. Exactly. That's why we need to go out there and find out. Just sitting here won't change a thing. It's the same old stuff. So let's go. I know that there is something more for me out there. I know that there is some, I can be a part of something greater if I get off this island. Yeah, he has a sense of knowing there's a greater world out there and wanting to be a part of it. Right. uh, In a way that Sora really does not. Right, we talked a lot last time about how Sora's basic entire motivation is saving his friends, whether those friends are 
Riku and Kairi or his Disney friends. Um, mm-hmm. And so you have that, that contrast of someone who feels that they are meant for and deserve a greater purpose being preyed upon by someone who is affirming those beliefs. Mm-hmm. Um, whereas Sora is very simplistically just saying, I'm a hero because I need to save my friends. Yeah, and then Riku sees that as him just kind of playing around and taking for granted that he has a keyblade. Right, he keeps accusing Sora of goofing off because he's not like playing into this like greater purpose that Riku sees that Sora doesn't. Um, plus, like, all of these little adventures where he's saving, like, Tarzan or whatever, like, have distracted him in Riku's mind from the goal of actually saving Kairi, yeah. um, and after saving Kairi, probably playing out the larger destiny of being a Keyblade Master. I will also note it's important right now, we are <laughs> calling the person, um, wielding the Keyblade a Keyblade Master. That is not accurate, but it is what they say in this game. Um, a Keyblade Master is something we will be talking about um, later on, yeah, quite a bit. But for the for the moment, the two are the same, um, just because they use the the mastery language um, in this yes. game. I think I think we've mostly been calling them Keyblade wielders up to this point because we don't know that they're different. more accurate. Yeah, yeah um, and the only Keyblade. Uh, that we know of, and that pe- people think there's only one keyblade in, right. during this game, right. and the person, and it's a kingdom key. Um, it's the it's one of the two kingdom keys that can open and close the door to Kingdom Hearts. Right, uh, and so I guess we do know that there are two kingdom keys when we see that Mickey has right one. Mickey has one. Um, Riku also has a weapon that is similarly a sort of summoned magical object. Uh, It is not a Keyblade, although he is capable, as we see, of wielding Sora's. Mm -hmm. Um, It's a crazy-looking sword. It's a crazy-looking darkness sword. Yeah, it's a darkness soul... uh, It's a darkness sword. Its name is Soul Eater. Right. It has a blue eye on the hilt, which is important for future reasons. Yeah, remember that it has a crazy blue eye on the hilt. Uh, In this game, there's no reason to even notice that, but... Uh, it sure does matter later. (laughs) We think. (laughs) think Probably. Uh, We're pretty sure. It has, it's, it's one of those things that we will be talking about. Um, there's, uh, we learned some stuff in the dumb animal mask thing. We'll, we'll talk about it later. Let's not go there at the moment. Um, but yes, he has this sort of darkness blade that he is able to summon, whether or not that is something that he is just sort of able to do, whether it is um, Ansem's influence that allows him to form it, because it is, it's like purple and black and like summons yeah. in a cloud of darkness. Uh, and perhaps Maleficent also helped him right. gain it. It seems like, what it, what it seems to me is that he has the ability to summon a Keyblade of his own, but because he didn't really know mm-hmm. that until he met Maleficent, like, the the will that would have gone into summoning a keyblade was formed into this sort of darkness thing because darkness was the way that he was taught to be strong immediately. Yes. As opposed to Sora who had the guidance of Mickey, um, in his head, basically telling him what to do. And also, um, he doesn't summon the keyblade probably because Sora has the keyblade. Right. And, and to his knowledge, there's only one. Yeah. Um, Although, as we will talk, I think, next episode, the Keyblade that Sora has can take a bunch of different forms, um, depending on the chain that it's on. Yeah, the chains. Okay, so we talked about the monster scenes a little bit last time, um, where Riku is messing with Pinocchio, um, and after the first scene... Of that. Of that, where he said, he like shows up and he's like, oh, I'm just playing with Pinocchio. Don't you like like games, Sora? Don't you like games or are you too into your Keyblade now? Um, and he runs away with Pinocchio, um, like, chasing Pinocchio, and between the times that Sora sees him, Maleficent shows up, um, and she says to him, Why do you still care about that boy? He has all but deserted you for the Keyblade and his new companions, after all. I don't care about him. I was just messing with him a little. Oh, really? Of course you were. Beware the darkness in your heart. The heartless prey upon it. Mind your own business. Um, 
Which is hilarious. But also I think it's interesting in terms of, like, in Maleficent's eyes, Sora was means to an end in that they wanted Kairi. Now Riku has Kairi. So it doesn't make any sense to her that he's still, like, interested mm-hmm. in Sora and trying to get Sora to be on his side or, like, fight with him or whatever he's trying to do. Um, because to her... There, there's no value in, in Sora. You know, yeah. like, if, Besides, if your goal is yeah. try and make Kyrie whole again, Sora is not helpful for that. Yeah, Sora's also, like, been causing them a lot of problems. Right, right. Uh, but she doesn't pitch that to Riku. She's not like, he's stopping us from having the Seven Princesses of Heart. It's more like, you care about this boy, and it's making you weak. And yeah. it's... It's distracting you from what's actually important. Like, why are you even talking to him? Mm-hmm. You should have just grabbed this puppet and, and gone, gone through a quarter of darkness yeah. and be gone. Instead but. of, as we see the next scene that we talked about last time, where Riku is saying, Sora, come with me. Yep. Um, and together we will use Pinocchio to save Kairi. And Sora rejects him and has the whole spiel <sighs> we talked about, about, uh, like, Pinocchio might not have a heart, but at least he has a conscience. Um, and this very, very clear divide between good and evil that Riku's storyline really has nothing to do with, because Riku is all about working with evil in order to do good. Yeah. Uh, because he believes that it is not having any yeah, and bad effects on him. It's just, it's so brutal because Riku has already felt replaced and rejected by Sora when he mm-hmm. sees him in Traverse Town. He's like, oh... Sora has these other friends, and they don't want me around, and right. this isn't the reunion I was expecting and wanted. And then here we have, you know, he's offering, you know, help me do this extremely important thing, which is save our other friend, and Sora just is like, no, like, you're wrong, you're bad. Yeah. Uh, and that is just kind of like, or you could just kind of like, like, snaps, and it's just, like, yeah. done with Sora at that point. Yeah, he like, just leaves. Like, the monster that was, um, in, like, in, had it ensnared... The organ, uh, yeah. <laughs> before, comes back, and instead of fighting alongside Sora, as he did before... Or trying to or connect trying to Pinocchio take again. Pinocchio again. He just, he fucks off. He he's just, like, he's you know gone. what, this is, I'm done. Like, like Maleficent said, like, this is not worth it, and I, I'm done. Yeah, so then he goes to, um... Captain Hook's ship, where Kyrie is. Yes. And he realizes that Kyrie doesn't have a heart. And it's at this point that Maleficent basically says, you know, the we don't know how to get her heart back. Um, but there's this thing called Kingdom Hearts, and we're trying to get these seven princesses together because if you get them, then you can open Kingdom Hearts, and that has, like, all knowledge forever. So if you help us with that, you can probably find a way to save your friend. Right. It's, uh, the wisdom of Kingdom Hearts will tell you where her heart is. And what's interesting about this is, like, when I first watched it without knowing that Sora had Kairi's heart, I was like... Well, wouldn't her heart just be there? Like, if you opened the the door to Kingdom right. Hearts, like, that's where all the hearts go when Heartless take them, so why wouldn't her heart just be back in her body? But what's interesting is that all of this sort of incidental scenes really make it clear that what's going on with Kyrie is... Not normal. Not normal. It's not what usually happens with when Heartless attack, because usually the body will will vanish, vanish. Um, and it's, it's... Something else is going on. Um... And obviously that the thing that's going on is that instead of Kyrie's heart uh, vanishing to Kingdom Hearts and her body being destroyed, her heart fled into Sora's heart. Yes, yeah, uh, so her body's still sticking around because right. hit her heart didn't go right. And this is where we see Sora get close to Kyrie and have her move mm-hmm. a little bit because her heart is nearby, um, etc. Yeah, so um, Riku, as we said last week, meets her on deck is you know, very malicious and kind of spiteful towards him. Like, his jealousy over Sora having this keyblade um, and his feelings of being rejected are, are turned into uh, these malicious feelings. Yeah, um, when, um, when Sora first sees Riku, the first thing he says is, where are Donald and Goofy? Um, and Riku says, are they that 
important like, to you? Like, what the fuck about Kyrie? Like, yeah, come like, on, dude. What the fuck? You are literally confirming... I just found Kyrie, yeah, exactly. and you're talking about these goof- exactly. these buffoons? Like, with, like, you care about this cartoon dog and this cartoon duck more than you care about your best friend? Uh, like, what yeah. the fuck, man? Um, and... Oh, also, yeah. um... When he first sees Kyrie and Maleficent is like, she doesn't have a heart, that's when Maleficent is like, I will give you a new power. Oh, the right. power mm-hmm. to control the heartless. So that's a level up for Riku. Right, and, there. and uh, yeah, so, so Riku's like, you care about them more than you care about us, and it's like such a confirmation of everything that Maleficent has been telling him. Like, they, <sighs> Sora and Maleficent really work this whole thing, like, very brilliantly without meaning to, because Maleficent is like, he's a dumbass, he doesn't care about you, like, yep. he gets constantly distracted by all these Disney characters, and then, like, every time Sora sees Riku, even though in between he's like, where's Riku? We really need to find Riku. Like, like he's Harry. very he's very concerned, and we see that as we're playing, but every time Riku sees him, he gets immediately distracted by Disney characters, <laughs> is immediately not caring enough about Kyrie and Riku, and it's just like, it confirms everything. everything. Um, and so you have Riku in this place where he's like, okay, like, Sora literally doesn't care. Uh... I have been trying this entire time without his magic powers that he got that I should have to save our friend. I have her body. I'm on, I'm working with these people that I don't trust, but that I can resist because he still thinks that the darkness has no power over him. Um, so I'm working with these people that I don't trust, but I can resist to do this thing that will let me understand how to give her heart back. And he's also like, fuck you, I have these new powers, and does something that is very cruel, which is when he summons this being of shadow from Sora. And, like, thinking about it now, I feel like he may have realized that Sora has not faced the darkness like right. he has. He doesn't know shit about darkness that he right. thinks that he does. He's right. like, look, it's good. Darkness is bad, but doesn't really get it. Yeah. Um, and Riku makes him look at it. Like, there's no reason why he couldn't just sick more Heartless on right. him. He wants to get some revenge on Sora. It's interesting also because you can kind of, like, because there's so much going on with Riku um, in that he is sort of like embracing his own ability to tap into the darkness and, like, mm-hmm. facing his dark side as like yeah. and, and embracing it and really using it to his best advantage. I think setting up this dark version of Sora is, like, pretty indicative of that same fight where he's saying, like, this is what I've done. I've taken my dark self and been like, yeah. yes, you are a part of me, you are something that I can use for power, you are a means to an end. And he sets up exactly what Sora thinks, which is, like, here is your dark self that you have to hit with your keyblade yes. for the rest of time. Like, that. just, like, <laughs> hit it till it's dead. Because uh, uh, that's how you think the world works. Yeah, just just fight your shadow. Just fight your shadow. Just, like, just like just fight it. destroy it. And um, then everything will be fun. And because it's gone that's, forever, because you defeated it once. Yeah, exactly. Light versus darkness, and light is always stronger, so song... But it's just... And it's such a delaying tactic, because he's like, listen, like... I'm just doing this. Like, I'm gonna get this done. Like, Riku at this point is just like, Sora, stay the fuck out of my way so that I can do the thing that I need to do. Yep. So, uh, right before you fight uh, anti-Sora, the shadow, um, Riku, you're in uh, Captain Hook's quarters, and Riku kind of, like, brings up that shadow again to Mm -hmm. fight you for the first time, and Kairi is in his arms, and he steps through a portal of darkness back to, um, the villain's headquarters. And when he comes back, he is, like, on his knees, exhausted, and Maleficent says, you should have used a vessel, like, some sort of ship, to travel between worlds, not the pathway of darkness, because... You're relying too much on the power of the darkness. Your heart could get consumed by it. Like, she really actually wants Riku to be good at this whole darkness balance evil thing and not just be consumed like other Disney villains have been. Yeah. Uh, It's interesting because I think Maleficent herself is, like... Maleficent is an interesting character, and we'll be talking more about her um, kind of as the games go on, I think. Yeah. But I think she is kind of... I think she is, like, 
was relatively serious when she said, like, I see you as my son, in yep. that... And that's even more fucked up, Yeah, that's even honest. more fucked up. But, like, because she is also kind of this person who uses magic, her magic and the darkness magic are visually very different, um, mm-hmm. and she, she is very powerful in her own right, but is working with the darkness in the same way that Riku is, and I think that, um, she kind of sees herself in Riku. And so she is actually, at this point, like, as well as obviously manipulating him and, um, like, trying to get him, using him, she is also giving him good advice in terms of keeping the darkness at bay and not being consumed by it. And it kind of makes her manipulation worse, because if she were, like, I don't give a shit about you, and, right. like, you can, but you, like, as far as I'm concerned, you can sees... be consumed by the darkness. Yeah. But she's like, I'm, I worry about you, and I, like... I see potential yeah. in you, I want you to, like, be my cohort. Right. And... And Riku, like, still reacts with suspicion, but, like, you can kind of see that some of that is wearing down. Um, and I think that, like, that kind of insidiousness, um, is sort of what the darkness is all about, where it's, like, it's a source of great power, um, and it also, like, tricks you. (laughs) Like, it tricks you, and it gets into your heart, and it, it makes you believe that it cares about you more than the light does in the form of Sora. Um... And so I think that there's there's a lot of kind of, like, good and complex manipulation going on yeah. um, that is really kind of pulling Riku more and more into the darkness, even as he is still absolutely Because, you know, okay. Maleficent says this, but if he's strong enough, right. no matter how much he relies on the darkness, he will be able to handle it and right. control it, and he has to be strong. Strong. So Maleficent says, uh, "Listen, there's something I want to do. I want you to do for me. There's this creature. This, it's beast. It's beast from Beauty and the Beast. Someone <laughs> has arrived at Hollow Bastion, our place. Um, he shouldn't have been able to get here right. because he just appeared. He didn't use a vessel that can travel between worlds. Uh, so like, check that out and try to take care of that, please. Yes. Um, He's and coming after Belle, in... who's one of the princesses yeah. of heart." Um, and in this, she says, I will give you even greater power, like, to, to, to unlock your true potential kind of stuff. Um, so Riku confronts Beast and is like, how did you get here? <laughs> like, what the hell, man? And Beast is like, I just believed, mm-hmm. like, my, when Belle was taken away, I knew that I had to find her. My heart was connected to hers and I believed and that's how I got here. And this is Sora's whole, like, dogma, mm-hmm. um, and this is the first other character who has been able to, who has known that and been able to use right. it. Like, the strength of Beast's love and connection to Belle has, like, brought him all the way to Hall of Bastion, yeah, and it's, it's a lot. lot. Um, um, worth noting also that he's still in Beast form, it's not like, it's not like know. Ugly Prince Beast. It's God, like... I really hope he never becomes the <laughs> Prince. Like, just leave him as just a like, beast, Just like, he's please. such a cool beast. So yeah, he's like actual beast. Um, and it's also worth noting that this is kind of, because, like, while Sora has been like, no, light is stronger than darkness, light is stronger than darkness the whole time, there has kind of been no evidence to Riku that that is true until Mm -hmm. this point. Yep. Um, because he's just, he's always been able to at least delay Sora, like, yes, Sora has been winning these fights, but they've still managed to kidnap all these princesses of heart, they've still managed to delay him, they still managed, like, Riku feels like he is gaining powers that Sora is not through the power of darkness. Yeah. But Beast just did something that Riku also just did, but it left him exhausted, um, mm-hmm. and it isn't something that he knew of that you could do through the power of light and belief and love. Yeah. And so I think it's really interesting that Riku gets this other sort of... this, this uh, exhibition of how good good is, (laughs) and how powerful it is, um, that isn't Sora, because so much of his perception of Sora is wrapped up in all these different conflicting feelings that he has, and Beast is a stranger to him, um, and is a character who is playing on the light in a similar way that- drawing right playing on the darkness. Exactly. You know, I had to find this person, so I just used this thing. I just believed that I could. Yeah. Yeah. Um, And that's that kind of strength and belief that Riku does have- because he believes that he has the ability to, to stand yeah. against the darkness, but he ha- is turning towards the darkness to 
to he has never it. thought to like use the light. Right. It's just not part of the equation. But this is, I think, a very important moment for him going forward. Yeah, so he he draws his blade, and he fights the beast, and he beats him down, and is about to deliver a critical blow of some sort when Sora shows up and tells him to stop. Uh, And here we have the scene where Riku says, you you can can go back. You can, like, go now. You were here just as the delivery boy. That, you're right. not the Keyblade Master, I right. am, and that's my Keyblade. Right. And he takes it from him. Um, you know, he just got this power boost that we don't exactly know what it is, um, although it involves a costume change that he can do. Uh, <laughs> so he takes the Keyblade, and... Uh, he gives Sora a wooden sword. He throws Sora the wooden sword that you practice with on Destiny Islands. It's like, here, like, you, you like to play hero, right. like, why don't you use this? Yeah. Uh, and Donald and Goofy begrudgingly go with him. So this is kind of a high moment for Riku because now he is fulfilling his destiny. Like, he is the master. He's got all this power. He's shown fucking Sora, that asshole, that he's better. Um, And an important thing that he says during this conversation is there can't be two Keyblade Masters. Oh, yeah. Uh, which is something that he says, he I believe he explicitly says, Maleficent was right. There, there can't, can't be two. Be two now, masters. we will learn later, this is a fucking bald-faced lie. There, there can are... totally be two Keyblade Masters. There can be more than and two. And Maleficent facts. for sure knows that. So 100%. that is, like, one of the, like, main lies that she tells him, then plays on his jealousy and says, like... Because if he could be, fulfill his destiny and still have Sora be fighting alongside him, like, that's what he wants more than anything. He yeah. doesn't He doesn't want his destiny alone. He wants his, like, as he said, as he tried at the beginning to take Sora's hand, as he tries in Monstro to get Sora to come yeah. with him, over and over he is trying to do this with Sora. And Maleficent is basically saying, you can't. Like, Sora, like, you if, can't. if Sora you has are going taken to... That for, yeah, exactly, from you. Exactly. And, if yeah. you are going to fulfill your destiny, you need to leave him behind. Um, and that is abjectly not true, but it is something that Maleficent needs Riku to believe in order to open himself up to the darkness. So, you know, uh, the higher, the taller you are, the harder you fall. Um, Mm -hmm. shortly after Sora finds Riku and Donald Goofy in the actual castle of Hollow Bastion, and here we have a fight, uh, between the two. Riku does his magic, a, a magic thing, and changes outfits, so now he's wearing this, like, sweet, dark, like, muscly, like, skirt, feathered Right, this thing. is the outfit that you can, is... You should look at the images. Yeah, yeah it'll be in good. the image gallery, which I don't think we, we've mentioned before, but there is an image gallery <laughs> that uh, is kind of a, a visual guide. We know that these characters are, um, at the moment, quite simple there aren't that many of them and only one two people have silver hair only two people have silver hair and one of them possesses the other one so it's not that hard to to tell them apart however um it will get very confusing oh god so we wanted to establish what these characters look like early on so um you can check our our twitter for a link um anyway so yeah he has this new um evil outfit with the heartless symbol on Which is it called and it's called dark kind of mode a, yeah he goes into dark mode uh that's fine it's a totally that's fine it's very dumb wielding <laughs> the keyblade the kingdom key right uh and sora basically is like you know what so what if i'm not the keyblade master quit while you can no not without Kyrie. the darkness will destroy you You're wrong, Riku. The darkness may destroy my body, but it can't touch my heart. My heart will stay with my friends. It'll never die! Really? Well, we'll just see about that. Ah! Goofy returns to his side, blocking a, like, dark orb that Riku sends at him. And then Donald is also Mm -hmm. like... Wait, me too! Um, And goes back to Sora. And as soon as your friends are back at your side, and as soon as you've made this, like, uh, impassioned speech about how, uh, like, his, like, heart is more important than power, and you don't need the Keyblade, and blah blah blah. I know now I don't need the Keyblade. I've got a better weapon. My heart! (laughs) Huh. 
Your heart? What good will that weak little thing do for you? Although my heart may be weak, it's not alone. It's grown with each new experience, and it's found a home with all the friends I've made. I've become part of their heart just as they've become a part of mine. And if they think of me now and then, if they don't forget me, then our hearts will be one. I don't need a weapon. My friends are my power. The Keyblade returns returns to you. Um, and so you are facing off against Riku in his new outfit. Um, in dark mode with, in dark mode soul with his Soul Eater sword with the eye. Mm-hmm. Gotta remember that eye. That blue eye. Uh, <laughs> um, and yeah, you fight. You fight and beat him back and he runs away and he is so fucking upset that Sora has taken back his Keyblade. He's like, why did it happen? It was mine. Like, finally, this thing that I deserve was in my hands and that it was taken away from me. Like, how could that be possible? Why? It was mine. Know this. The heart that is strong and true shall win the Keyblade. What? You're saying my heart's weaker than his? For that instant it was. However, you can become stronger. You showed no fear in stepping through the door to darkness. It held no terror for you. Plunge deeper into the darkness, and your heart will grow even stronger. What should I do? It's really quite simple. Open yourself to the darkness. That is all. Let your heart, your being, become darkness itself. The reason why Sora had the Keyblade is because in that moment his heart was stronger than yours. Right. Um, which is which is true. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, yeah, it is true. And it's also this emphasis. It's it's true, but it's this emphasis on strength. Because yeah. I wouldn't say that it's like true because Sora's heart is like full of light and blah 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 mm-hmm. and belief and friendship and all of that. Um and it's like specifically I think that power that calls the keyblade to him. Um although Oh my god. I don't know, actually. I'm kind of rethinking that. Because okay, I'm just thinking in about... the first mm-hmm. game, mm-hmm. we have this feeling that the Keyblades are... are Sorry, the Keyblade, as we only... Keyblade. We think that there is one. We think there's one, because they're fighting over it. So obviously there can only be one. That's also not true. We'll get to that later on. But the Keyblade appears in this game as something that is kind of inherently good. Like... It's mm-hmm. about heroism. Um, like even when Riku talks about it, it, he talks about using it to be a hero. Um, and it's con- you, we see it, and it's always in light. It's right. never in darkness. Right. It's connected to someone by their hearts. Right. And hearts are um, at least Sora believes in this game made of light. Right. So we have this kind of implication that um, Keyblades are most powerful when wielded by someone with a pure heart. Um, Ansem seems to be implying that it's actually just about strength. Strong hearts. Um, and if Riku got stronger through the power of darkness, he could reclaim what was his, his destiny, um, as tied to the Keyblade. So Ansem is like, just open your heart to the darkness. Which is, which is pretty much going against what Maleficent has warned Riku not to do. Yeah, Ansem is kind of the third point in this manipulation triangle, where Maleficent is saying, hey, no, like, be careful, don't use all of this power that you have. Um, it's You don't need it. You don't, right, you It'll don't need it. It'll be your downfall. Right. Um, it will take over, take you over. Uh, and Ansem is saying, nah, dude, like, it's great. Just surrender yourself to the darkness. The darkness is the yeah. best thing ever. Like, oh man, it's so great here. You'll love it. Don't Don't I look like I'm having so much fun in my frumpy gray, brown, Brown, like, weird, stooped figure with some belts on, like, yeah, I'm clearly the pinnacle of, uh, yeah. So, again, this Ansem is, I did include an image, um, if anyone actually looked at the image gallery for our first episode, I did include an image of Ansem as he appears at the end of the game, 
Um, this version of Anson, which I will include in this image gallery, face. you don't see his face. He's in this sort of hunched brown robe, which is different than some robes we will be talking about in the future. <laughs> Saying that a robe only belongs to Ansem does not actually um, narrow down how many people might have one. So we're just gonna we're just gonna go with he's wearing a brown robe. We don't see it as much as a different, more significant <laughs> robe, but it might also be significant. How's that sound? That's been your Ansem costume corner okay. <laughs> with Quinn and Penny. Okay, so Riku opens his heart to the darkness completely and gets possessed by Ansem. Um, Riku Ansem is wearing the dark mode outfit, is like kind of glowing with weird magic, and is speaking with dual voices, the Ansem Seeker of Darkness voice and Riku's voice. He is also wielding something else, right? He is not wielding um, Soul Eater, he is wielding the Keyblade of Hearts. Right, which looks different. It looks different. It has. We'll include a, a it's actually of that too. kind of similar to the Kingdom Keys. Its blade is black and has kind of a, a sinister, twisted curve. Right, it's like if you combine um, Riku's sword. Yeah, the hilt with, is red. But it does not have the eye, correct? It does not have the eye. We'll put in the we'll, image. Card yeah, we'll now. look at it. But anyway, this Keyblade is special because it can unlock and lock people's hearts. Because apparently people's hearts also have keyholes in them. It's, I mean, I actually shouldn't be surprised because it's the heart of the world that has the keyholes in them. Right. All hearts have keyholes. All and hearts have keyholes. Yeah, and obviously. Obviously. So Riku Ansem goes to Maleficent and is sort of like, hey, turns out the darkness is great and <laughs> unlocks her heart so that it is completely open to the darkness. All of her like, control and everything that she's used to keep being overwhelmed by darkness at bay vanishes, and this is when she turns into her dragon mode. Right, and this is pretty dope, because it kind of um, mirrors what we were talking about before, where Maleficent was like, hey, don't fall into the darkness, and there's, like, a similarity between them, and once Riku falls, he's like, hey, you know who else should be super powerful? My, like, sort of get manipulation be, mom. Like, be that'd great. be great. Good idea. Uh, good idea. And so, also to, like, get one up on her. Yeah, honestly. yeah, for sure. Um, to be like, you were always counseling me not to take advantage of this great power, but now I have, and it's amazing, and you were wrong, yeah. basically. Sora and Doll and Goofy uh, go into this hall where the seven sleeping princesses are, um, seven princesses apart, and the key well, hole. The six. Six of the seven. Six of the seven princesses of heart yeah. are there. Yeah. And the giant keyhole key for um, not this world, but two kingdom hearts. Right. Whatever that means, we don't really understand at this point. Um, and you run up, and Kairi is lying down uh, sleeping uh, before the keyhole. And you run over to her, and she is not waking up. And then you hear Riku Ansem uh, talking and turn to see him kind of, like, float down. Um, and Sora is like, you're not Riku. I know this immediately. Right. So right. first Riku's like, give me... We need the princess to have her heart. And Sora's like, what? Princess? Um... And, like, also refers to Kairi as, like, that girl, and, like, all of the, like, sort of care, um, and, like, concern that Riku had for Kairi is no. totally gone. Ansem is, like, that girl that, you know, I sent out before. So, like, he knows who she is immediately, because we know from the Ansem report that he, he actually... Might, actually might not remember her, though. That's true. Alright, he might, he might remember her, he might, he might not. The point is, like, he was the one that sent her to Destiny Island, um, to... Find, find the Keyblade Master. The Keyblade Master, uh, <laughs> which we'll come back to in a minute, I think. But um, point is, she's here now. He refers to her as, like, that girl and the princess. Uh, Sora's like, what? Kairi's a princess? Um, and it's like, yeah, metaphorical princess of heart, blah, blah, blah. And Ansem Riku tells Sora to give Kairi back her heart. And Sora's like, what? Um... And, yeah, and some Riku's like, yeah, it's been within you all along, um, and then and he, we need her yeah. to have it back in order that all of the seven princesses have their hearts and are here so that they can unlock So the that they door. can complete 
the keyblade right. that he's wielding, right. the keyblade of heart, and right. unlock the door. To right. Chaos. So the keyblade that he's wielding is like basically forged from the power of all of the princesses yeah. of heart, which but is now how it's has, able to yeah. unlock their hearts. But now it only ha- it only has six right, right. now. And he um, needs Sora to give Kairi back her heart so that he can then use it to complete yeah. his keyblade. So he gestures at Sora with the keyblade, and Sora clutches his chest uh, in pain, is down on his knees. Uh, Donald and Goofy are kept to the side with barriers, and Riku Ansem comes down for essentially a killing blow uh, onto Sora to destroy him and free Kairi's heart. Mm-hmm. And then we hear Kairi's voice... Uh, say, Sora, and he realizes what's happening and blocks um, the Keyblade of Heart with his own Keyblade. Uh-huh. And then it moves into the fight. Right. Which is hard. It's a hard Which fight. Which is hard. It's a hard fight. <laughs> um, at the end of the fight, like we talked about in our recap two episodes ago, um, Sora releases uh, Kairi's heart um, and... Yeah. Vanishes by stabbing himself in the chest. With by, his own yes, keyblade. by stabbing himself yeah. in the chest. Just, it, just a, an important note. It sounds very innocent when you say he releases his own heart, but he right. stabs himself in the chest. Her heart goes back into her. He vanishes, and this is the point where you play as a heartless for a little while. Yeah. Um, meanwhile, the awake Kyrie and Donald and Goofy are facing Ansem, Ansem, Seeker of Darkness. Ansem, uh, Seeker of Darkness. Who yes. has a new look to him. Yes. Uh, he is a full-grown man, he's tall, he has long silver hair, his skin is a brown color. He's got gold eyes. He's um, got the heartless symbol just straight on his chest, because yep. he is a heartless. Yep. Um, yes, so this is this is an important fact. So, we talked about the Ansem Report, and one of the things that happened in the Ansem Report um, is that Ansem quote-unquote, gives up his body, leaves it behind. Mm-hmm. Um, and at this point, um, the Ansem that we're seeing is, in fact, a Heartless. So the implication, which we will talk about much more later... Forever. ...is that Ansem did a similar thing th- to Sora. So when Sora stabbed himself in the chest and became a Heartless, um, it... it yeah, he <laughs> he did that to himself. He did too, that to himself, but he bega- became but, a heartless that that could remember things, right? And that was more powerful, right? Yeah, exactly. He like made a heartless version of himself. Having made the heartless in the first place, he you know did a bunch of heart science and so <laughs> understood the way to basically free himself from his aging body um, and become this sort of being of pure darkness that still had the appearance of what his body looked like. Um, Kind of. But, like, cooler. Sort of. But, like, cooler and younger and not, you know, tied to things like having bones and muscles and shit that wear out. So, uh, this is a Heartless who has all of the memories and all of the knowledge of Ansem, uh, calls himself Ansem, Seeker of Darkness, um, mm-hmm. and this is what has possessed Riku. Yeah. It, um, we'll probably talk more later about his appearance changes Mm -hmm. and how that might be related to Riku. For now, when you're first playing this game, not thinking about any of the other games, it does seem... He does look somewhat like Riku. And, like, mostly the silver hair, Mm -hmm. but also they both have, like, are... have this, like, muscle tones. And when I first played it, I kind of thought, like, this is somehow connected to Riku. This is about the possession. Anyway, so back to the scene... Kyrie, Donald and Goofy, and Ansem. Ansem is bad news. There are heartless all around. And Riku appears as a kind of transparent vision of light before Ansem um, and is trying to hold him back, basically. Mm -hmm. Um, He has been possessed by Ansem and has lost his body to Ansem and this new form of his. Uh, and is basically trying to resist. Right, and this is the moment, I think, that is the Riku who has always thought that he was stronger than darkness, realizing that the only way to be stronger than darkness is through light. Um, And I think that this has a lot to do, honestly, with uh, that scene with Beast and with um, a lot of the the scenes with Sora, where Sora is always constant, like, where where he was able to take back the Keyblade and all this stuff where strength is actually to do with light and with helping your friends and with all yeah, this with stuff. Yeah, with your connections to your right. friends. And so he, like, kind of 
forcefully, like, pulls himself away from Ansem, who is the power of darkness, and he's saying, like, th- this strength that he has to resist that comes from light and comes from his connection to his Yeah, friends. and he's buying time for right. uh, Kairi, Dalna, Goofy to get out of there. Right, he tells them to run, which is a very interesting contrast to the scene we talked about at the beginning, where Sora is trying to get him to run, um, and he does not. So it's he's, he's basically... <laughs> He's learned. <laughs> he can't run. He's stuck in the yeah. darkness. I mean, now he can't run uh, because he's being possessed, but he breaks free enough to be like, get out. Um, like, you need, to, you need to go. The Heartless are coming. They will murder you, basically. And I, I can't control this. Yeah. Any more than I am right now. Yeah. So, like, these past three hours of Rika's life have been... <laughs> Really up and down, like rough as fuck. <laughs> feeling powerful, feeling defeated, yeah. getting even more powerful, but also possessed. Yeah, and, like it's really his. I mean, it's hard to say that it's a redemption moment because you do care about Riku this entire time. Yeah, and you know that he's being manipulated, and you also know that the thing he's trying to do is still is good. ultimately good. Um, it's just it's like a realization moment. It's a realization a moment, moment where he's like, I fucked up. Yeah, I, I fucked up. Yeah, and now my friends might. Now I have to do it. whatever I can yeah. to save my friends, and that is why he is perfectly all right with making the decision at the very end of the game to stay in the world of darkness to uh, buy Sora time, Sora and Mickey time to close the door. Um, And he, at the very end of the game, when the door is, like, closing on his face, he, again, has that kind of serene, like, confidence that Mm -hmm. he does in the very beginning of the game. Yeah, whereas you've seen him sort of go from being a very confident person to questioning himself to questioning... um, sort of why, like, this very sort of, like, why is this happening to me? Like, why am I not, why do I not have my the destiny that I thought I would have? Why, why, why? Yeah. Um, and he is sort of restored to his previous confidence in that he is certain that this is the right, right thing, thing to, to do. do. Um, and I think, I think as much as we are, like, it's not a redemption and you don't need redemption because he has had... Like, yeah, he did a bunch of fucked up things, so maybe he, in some senses, he does need redemption, but... But also, he like, was a 15-year-old being manipulated right. by these evil beings of darkness, right. and... He just wanted to help his friends. just wanted friend. to help his friends. Like, that's it. That's all he was trying to do. Um, and so, like, he very much, and this is something we will also get to in the future, uh, with a lot of feelings, he does feel like he needs redemption. And I think that that really plays into why he stays behind the door at the end. Because he's not actually the one closing the door. You have Mickey on... Like, the way it's set up is... Riku is on one side of the door with Mickey. Mm -hmm. Um, Sora, Kairi, Donald, and Goofy are on the other side. And they're all pushing... To close the door. They have to physically close the door and then lock it with the two yeah. keyblades. Riku does Riku, help by pulling right. the door a little bit. Right. He's, like, pulling the door closed, but also, like, the amount that he is doing that is almost, like, symbolic. He stops, yeah. Yeah, he stops before they, like, actually finish closing the door. It's this symbolic sort of, like, this is what I have to do. I am in deciding order. to right. stay behind. I'm deciding to stay behind, and this is what I have to do to redeem myself for all of the things that I've done. Also, before. he thinks he belongs in the darkness. Yes, that is also something we want uh, to talk about. It's not only redeeming for the mistakes he's made, but what he believes he right. was meant to do. Like, right. this is, he was not meant to be the Keyblade Master, he thinks. He was meant to go into the darkness and learn to survive in it and <clears throat> and understand it. And so... He might just have to be in darkness forever now, and that's fine. Yeah, he still has this, like, because no one told him anything else, he still has some of the truths that Maleficent instilled in him, which were (sighs) basically, like, it is possible to, like, control and live within the darkness, and also there's only one Keyblade Master, um, and Sora has very clearly shown that it's him, like... He oh, yeah. he has won all these fights. He has defeated this evil that 
Riku was not able that took over Riku. Like yep. he has demonstrated again and again that he like knows the truth about Kingdom Hearts. He knows he 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 is certain in his own goodness, and Riku is starting to believe. I think the the dichotomy that Sora has set up, which is yeah. he there he is the light, and Riku has chosen the darkness, and there's and no coming back good, from that. And dark is bad, right. and that sets Riku up for the next. Game, one game, right? <laughs> well, I mean, until until Sora meets him again, what Riku goes through. Yes. That's that mentality that, yeah. like, I am meant for the darkness. Right, this is what I chose, and now I have to find my own way through it. Yeah. Um, whereas, and, and Sora can't help me, because Sora has his own path. Um, Sora and, is in the realm of light where right, he need, needs right. to be. Exactly. Yeah, oh god. It's uh, a lot. He uh, also tells Sora to take care of Kairi before the door closes, which is, like, a lot. It's a lot. <laughs> um, it's a lot because, like, first of all, obviously he cares about Kairi a lot, um, and they're, like, like, she is very important to him. But it's also, this entire time, he has been like, I am the only one that cares about her, and does not trust Sora to find her, does not trust Sora to help her. And in this final moment, he's saying, you will, you will take care of yeah. her. Like, I, I trust you completely to do the right thing. I trust you to keep her safe. Yeah. Um, Which is also kind of like, don't try to come after right. me. Yeah. You have to stay yeah. in the real world right. with Kyrie to, like, keep her safe. Right. Okay. So that's <sighs> where we leave Riku at the end of Kingdom Hearts 1. Uh... He is no longer possessed, but he is in the realm of darkness. Um, he has, as far as he's concerned, no one is looking for him. We know he's from, with Mickey. He's with Mickey. Yeah, um, and yeah, as far as we know, um, as far as he knows, no one is coming after him. Or he anything. might not he, ever find a way out. He might. He might never find his friends again. He might never see them again. He doesn't have the same belief that they will all find each other because their hearts are connected. Right, which is. Yeah, um, and it's also really rough because, like, he probably also thinks, you know, like, if if the three of us had actually shared a Taupu fruit, right. then maybe we could have, but right. we didn't. Right, whereas, as we discussed last episode, Sora's like, of course our hearts are intertwined. And we'll find each other And again. we'll find each other like, again. Obviously. It's fine, obviously. And so Sora's decision at the end of the game, which Riku doesn't know about... Um, where he's like, all right, Kairi, like, go back with these returning yeah. pieces of Destiny Island. Um, I need to find Riku. It'll all be fine because we're all intertwined. Yeah. Riku has none of that belief. He's like, well, <laughs> I fucked it all up. I sure <laughs> fucked up real I bad. I sure fucked up so bad and now I'm in the darkness forever and I guess I'll never see my friends ever again, ever. Uh, yeah. Uh, it's I, it's a, lot. a lot. It's upsetting. Um, yeah, so that's... That's Riku, That's Riku in the first game. Um, at this point, uh, I think y'all are getting pretty familiar with what happens at the end of the game, which is good, so that we can like really get into some details and have fun with it for those episodes. But next week, we are going to be talking about uh, Donald and Goofy, Ooh. and a little bit about some other Disney aspects of this game. Yeah, we're going to talk about like our favorite worlds and our least favorite worlds. <laughs> <laughs> And we'll probably talk about a little bit about, like, some of the more, like, game mechanic-y stuff that we have kind of skipped over for story reasons. But it's it's still going to be very um, story-based, because that is our intention yeah. here, yeah. is explaining the story and the characters and guiding you through it. So hopefully, um, we uh, you will notice that although there are three main characters, we will not be doing a Kyrie episode. We did talk about why... A little bit, um, she will get a spotlight in the future. Yeah, um, when we talk but, about the second, Kingdom Hearts 2. Right, but, yes, careful <laughs> The second game. The second game. No. No, no, no. no. Kingdom Hearts 2. Kingdom Hearts 2. Uh, but, yeah, she, she, like we've talked about before, doesn't really get much to do in this game. Um, nothing is really a, about her except as a concept. Yeah. Um, so we'll be talking more about her and her actual actions and her role um, once we get to Kingdom Hearts 2. Yes, so you can find us on Twitter at 13xehanorts13 X-E-H-A-N-O-R-T-S Good job. Um, you can email us questions, concerns, or 
comments, corrections, corrections yes. not concerned, you're not concerned with anything, questions, <laughs> corrections, or comments at 13zaynorts at gmail.com. And I have a question for you, Quinn. Yes. Have we identified any Xehanorts? Not a single goddamn one. Not a single goddamn one. Uh, last episode, we talked about alternate versions of Sora, um, and uh, since we found, we had a couple of those. In this, there aren't really alternate versions of Riku, except if you count... Riku Ansem. Riku Ansem. Who, I, yeah, yeah I, mean, I think counts. It's Riku, Riku in his dark mode costume right. when he's a lot unlocked more dark abilities, right. and Riku Ansem. Right. Who is the same, but, like, with double voice and So blowing. we kind of have, like, two and a half Rikus. Yeah, we have two and a half Rikus. Two and a half Rikus. If we're going to count different modes, it's going to get too crazy. Yeah. Because you get a lot of those in the a uh, lot of different games. costumes and yeah, stuff, So too. basically so two Rikus. So I think we're going to say two Riku, Rikus and zero Xehanorts. Zero Xehanorts. Okay, uh, we want to also thank YouTube user The Space Mark who has compilations of different cutscenes, which we found helpful for research. Yeah, super, super helpful um, for all our very in-depth research that we do for this show. Oh, my God. Um, anyway, thank you all for listening, and yep. we will see you next week. Okay, bye, guys. <laughs>